0: One night, I dreamed a dream as I was walking along the beach with my Lord. Across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. When I needed you the most, You would leave me, he whispered. My precious child, I love you and will never leave you, never ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you.
1: Thank you, Ben. That was my wonderful husband. I just love his voice, and I love that poem. I actually have that on my wall, and it reminds me often of what's going on with me when I've got specific trials and episodes in my life. Will you shift in your seat and succumb to popular opinion, or will you stand firm and confident in the counsels and blessings of your loving God and let him have his head, his will? Hello and welcome. This is LDS, Real People, Real Lives, and I am Stephanie Colvin, your host. Thank you so much for joining us. I love doing this podcast and reaching out beyond my own little world here in Southern California. And thank you so much for your time and your faith. This week's episode is the topic is Trust in God. And it's going to be based on a uh, talk that was given at a BYU address in February of this year by Elder Terence Vinson. He is a General Authority 70, and the talk is called Meekly Placing Our Total Trust in God. When we read the Book of Mormon, you just cannot deny the divinity found within. The many wonderful righteous teachings of love, direction, doctrine, and most certainly of Christ is overwhelming. Do you feel this way when you read the Book of Mormon? Isn't it so powerful? There are so many tender mercies and clear lessons of the balance of justice and mercy that are found within those precious pages. Clearly, God loves us, and he blesses us, and he is desperate for us to have the pearls of truth found in this good book. These rocks of faith build a foundation of trust and utter confidence within me for God. It has taken time and many challenges for me to cleave to the scriptures. I had to grow up. I had to mature spiritually to find the value in this good book and to feel the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, who is the confirmer of all truth. God has proven to us time and time again that he blesses, loves, provides, and guides the faithful disciples of Christ. So why would we ever doubt? And how does this confidence and trust manifest itself during our times of trial and hardships? Last week, I shared with you some fears I had regarding my father, who continues to struggle with his health, and he's just not getting better. I had one day when I struggled to not feel helpless and hopeless and I allowed the hopelessness to rule my day and I suffered for it. Oh, how I suffered. I was really afraid of losing him and i you know what? I still am. I was supposed to be able to go visit this weekend and unfortunately we can't and I still am not able to see my dad to be there for him and I have you know, some fears. I don't want him to pass before I get to see him again. Um, but all I can do is trust and have confidence in the Lord and accept his will. That's the only thing I can do. Where would I turn from my love that only my Father can give me? Who would I have deep faith doctrinal discussions with that will continue to help me grow and to acquire important knowledge that only comes through faith discussions? When will my dad graduate? That's what we call passing over from this life into the next. How long will he have to suffer and worry for his wife and family? This week we had a conversation for about a half hour where I could just feel his anxiety. And uh, it's very real. And he has a lot of concerns On the surface and for all its intents and purposes, most would feel this is a hopeless situation. And I don't have control of this at all, at all. I'm completely out of control. So what about life do we really control? I cried all day and I cried so hard. My eyes were puffy and hurting the next day. I mean, they felt like weights in my head. They hurt so bad. When I went to bed, I tried a bit to be faithful, but the thought of losing my father before I can see him is all-consuming and I gave in, feeling incapable of picking myself up. That night, after a couple of hours of trying to sleep and not being successful at it, I finally rolled off my bed, fell onto my knees, and prayed so hard, starting with, Dear Heavenly Father, hallowed be thy name, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And then I fell back into a darkness that was all-encompassing, but I could feel the power of God there for me. I distinctly recognized that it was up to me to choose, and I had to make a choice. Who will I follow? Will I continue to despair or... Will I wield my faith like a shield and hold on what I know to be true? God's power is greater than any darkness that may swallow us up. He was there for Joseph Smith in the grove, and he was there for me in my bedroom while my husband slept. Because I chose God, I chose light, I chose faith, after suffering all day a deep, fear and despair my loving Heavenly Father our loving Heavenly Father came for me and he filled my heart my very core with peace and so much love this kind of peace can only come from our loving Heavenly Father but I had to choose it I had to fight for it and I had to discipline my mind And oh boy, was he there filling me up with power that I can only describe as godly kindness, mercy, and love. He blasted the darkness from my mind, my soul, my very heart, and he saved me. He loved me and he reassured me. Now, it's been a week since that experience, and I'm happy to report I am good with God. I have given him the agency that he so freely gave me. He has helped me to feel and know that his will will be done. We must be born. We must live. Then inevitably, we must die. It is part of this plan of salvation and this experience on earth. I know that I will be with my father in the hereafter. And I know it is going to be one of the most painful experiences for me to lose him. I have lost many family members from a young age, including a brother. I was 19 years old and he was 25. But this will be so very different for me. It'll be like unlike anything that I've ever experienced before. But God has shown me. My many blessings and how I have been blessed to endure this sorrow this morning that I will inevitably experience. I know I will get through it and I know eventually I'll be okay. He showed me that I can trust my husband to fill that hole that only a father can fill. So I thought. For God has provided for me perfectly and I trust him. He is merciful and all loving He works ceaselessly for our return home and he will help me to find resolve with the loss and give me courage through the foundation of faith he has nurtured in me and I have worked so very hard for. I will not lose ground with my faith. I will stand and I will fight for it. My fight, this internal drive to survive, has served me well in my life, but I have had to temper it. Through the blessings and guidance of God in my life, through the Holy Ghost, I will be strong after I give myself time to mourn. I heard one time that mourning is the ultimate expression of love, but I know it has to have a limit. And I love that comforting teaching that came from a general authority, Our leaders truly know exactly what we need to hear. Yet another reason to trust and have confidence in God, the Almighty. He has given us modern day prophets and apostles who reflect the very love, charity, and truths of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Redeemer, and Advocate with Father. If I had chosen to give in and ignore the prompting from heaven during that prayer that would have had some very unhealthy consequences in our family, especially for my sweet husband. Thy will be done, Father, and I will push on. In this BYU address, Terence Vinson says, "'We encounter hardships and challenges in life. "'We can sometimes feel like we are careening out of control "'down a mountainside beset with hidden obstacles. But God has been there and he's done this before. So why not put our trust in him? He who knows exactly how to handle it. Or do we think we know best and set aside his counsel as we try to go it alone? So do we follow the path before us solemnly? Or do we look at this path as an adventure? One that is shaping us to be like him, even God, our loving heavenly father. Do we hang our heads low and feel sorry for ourselves? Or do we hold our heads high looking up, trusting with utter and complete faith and belief and feeling that he is in complete control when we are obedient? He is omniscient. He knows all. He is all wise. Whenever I get on this topic, it reminds me of the analogy I heard one time. And it goes something like this. We are the children of God and He holds the owner's manual to our lives. He knows our comings and our goings, and He knows our thoughts and choices. He knows our very lives on earth from the beginning to the end. Make no mistake. So why not tap into this godly owner's manual? As it says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you, for everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. And this is the promise, fear not. Elder Ulysses Suarez, an apostle of the Lord, said, We need to trust the Lord. We need to trust the Lord enough to be still and to know that he is God that he knows all things, and that he is aware of each of us. It's God's timing, not mine. It's God's will, not mine. It's God's plan, not mine. And it is God's glory, not mine. And our beloved prophet said, the full power of the gospel of Jesus Christ is contained in the Book of Mormon, period. Do we not know that this is true? My mom is going through a lot right now with my dad and our family, and she has her home full with people. She truly is the center, the very nucleus of our family, and she is tired. I know that she's very tired. There are many frustrations because of the continued lockdown in California and the demands that are placed on her. She can only do so much, yet she works tirelessly for everyone, never giving in and never giving up. She is a humble reminder to us and reflection of the qualities and character of Jesus Christ. So I asked her to record for me her testimony and faith about trusting and having confidence in God. And boy, did she not disappoint. And thankfully, it helped strengthen and lift her. I am so grateful to have goodly parents who are believing. And this is what happens when we do and open our mouths and we voice our faith. The Spirit whispers to us the truth of the testimony found in our hearts. And that is what happened to my mom, Kay Lemon. Listen in.
2: Hello, my name is Kay Lemon and my daughter Stephanie has asked me to bear my testimony about a talk a BYU talk. It was regarding meekly placing our total trust in God. This was a real challenge for me. I don't feel like I measure up to this and I had to read the talk or listen to the talk several times. And what it said was as we encounter challenges in life, yoking ourselves with meekly placing our total trust in God will allow us to reap the rewards of a faithful life. I believe that. I had to ask myself, how do I go about that? How do I manage to do something that I would like to do, but I haven't been involved enough in really putting my time and effort into it as I have in just Managing my household and my family and I'd like to change that but I'll tell you what I have found out. What do we do for ourselves to increase our faithfulness and to improve our earthly life? What has God given us in this earthly life for us to succeed? I've always felt that he gave us Jesus Christ, our savior, which was a great gift. It is through his atonement that we were able to repent and we can continue to repent so that we might be worthy to return to him. He has also provided scriptures, the Bible and the Book of Mormon. This can impact our lives because it teaches us about others who have lived before and all that they went through and the words of the prophets in those days that tried to guide them into doing what was right. The Holy Ghost is a guide to us and I have had great experiences, even spoken words that helped me through my life. I am so grateful for that. Prophets and apostles, past and current, they help to guide us through our lives. If we listen and follow in their examples, and what they teach us, it improves our lives. I know this without a doubt. We have to allow our Savior to guide us. In the talk that I listened to, he gave a an example of the movie The Man from Snowy River. And the main character was at one with his horse. And that's how he was able to go over the side of that mountain and down that ravine with that horse and beat everybody else who was trying to capture that horse who was going out amongst the farms or ranches and really uh, reaping havoc because it was a wild horse and due to the fact that he had worked with this horse and trained with this horse over many many years he was able to put his full trust in that horse so that when he went over that mountainside and down the ravine, he was able to just give the horse the lead. And he made this as an example in his talk that many people today lack confidence in God and that we need to do so to make weak things strong. He is able to do that. One of the things that came to mind was a recent conversation I had with my niece. And it was about what was going on in the world today with Black Lives Matter and the fact that you see so many instances where young black men get shot but before they're shot, they are trying to fight with the police to not be put in the police car or whatever, and what causes them to do that? And I don't know all the answers, but I would say that there is a feeling within their society and I'm sure there's a lot of reason for it, for them to not trust. So at the same time, I said to my niece, I wonder whether we could change that, because I had heard about Ben Carson, who was working with inner cities, that was his job in the government, to uplift them, to bring um, the black community or any community within the inner city, Jobs through opening businesses in their communities and having them be part of their community and uplifting those communities. And I said to my niece, I said, if we were to really make changes in our thinking and really put God into everybody's life, because we're all children of our Heavenly Father, then would that impact those communities? Would that impact our lives, that we would see them differently? What can we do to make an impact that would really uplift everyone? Is it through hate and racism, or is it through love and through God an eternal Father who has told us how we should be like Christ was? So I'm really looking internally at myself as well. I've never felt that I was a racist or that I looked down upon other people, but I'm sure I can improve. And I can do that by having God-like characteristics. So what are those characteristics that he's asking of us? He's wanting us to be humble, to not have pride. He says in his talk that it is integrity, faith, humility, and strength that equals meekness and meekness is not weakness. So we don't seek glory, we seek humility, and humility is actually strength. This is wisdom, and this is the connection to be at one with God. When we combine sincere humility and faith, then we become meek. So, as I look at that, and strive to always improve. And it comes and goes with me because life tends to take over my time and I allow my time to be used in ways that I see that I could change. I recognize that it is needful that if I want to improve my relationship and be at one with God, that I need to make some changes in my life. And I appreciate this talk that talked about how we need to do that, that being humble and meek and submissive to our Father in Heaven is the strength, actually, that we need to get through a difficult life. Confident in a loving God and letting Him guide us is what, it's, what it is about. It is upon Christ, the Son of God, that we place our faith. This is a sure foundation. One of the things that's always been important to me is discernment, being able to tell truth from error. We need to make good choices because that's what our agency is all about. So if we are at one with God, it's something that I don't think I have accomplished. However, I think it would be a lifelong trial and error, and trying to accomplish something that is ever building upon. I am trying to be to give more time to gospel teachings and then to put those teachings into practice. I have been blessed in my life with always knowing that God has to be part of my life that going to the temple and feeling the spirit that resides in that holy house that lifts me out of the world of man and increases all aspects of God's plan for me as I reflect on what can I do to increase my faith, my actions, and to really know Christ. Jesus Christ is the way to redemption. It is through continued repentance and acknowledge of who He is that we are prepared to meet Him at the gates of heaven. Recently, because my husband is 80 years old and he had some health issues, he became very anxious. This is the first time this has happened in our marriage of 56 years, and what a challenge that has been over the last six weeks. And through that, one of the things that I've found is that when you really constantly are looking at the negative aspects of of life it takes away from the light that is inside of us. And this was happening to my husband. And so I would regularly ask him to watch different things on TV, to not look on the internet and try to self-diagnose, to remember to have faith and belief in everything that he's been taught and be able to think more positively, I guess. We prayed many times, and I'd always try to put those positive thoughts into his mind so that he could get through that day and not feel helpless and hopeless. We are improving each day, and I believe that it is through placing his name in the temple for the temple prayer book. It is through the prayers that we have had, and it is through our efforts that we have had. I remember when he was in the ER one time. and and it was in Utah. So when he asked for a blessing, there were people in the ER that had the priesthood who could give him a blessing. But I remember that he counseled us that said, you have to do all that you can do according to, you know, the information that we provide you for you to get better. And once you have done all you can do, then you can rely upon this blessing to take you all the way. And I thought that is so true. We have to do our part, and then the blessings can be realized. I hope this has helped someone in their lives. It has helped me as I've gone through this talk and realized that there's a lot to do in this world to become at one with God. And most of it is being humble and meek and seeking out righteousness. And I pray that we might all do that. And I say this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: I love how she said come to be at one with God be humble meek and seek out righteousness I love you mom thank you so much for your faith and your testimony I'd like to end this episode today with our wonderful prophet President Russell M. Nelson I just love him and adore him he is so loving. When he talks and you watch him, don't you just feel the love of your Heavenly Father and your Savior, Jesus Christ? He's just such a wonderful example and reflection of their light and glory. Listen in.
2: And remember,
1: God's holy angels are ever on call to help us. The Lord so declared
2: I will go before your face. I will be on your right hand and on your left and my spirit shall be in your hearts and find angels round about you to bear you up. What a promise. When we are faithful, he and
1: his angels will help us. Thank you so much for joining us once again this week. We love our audience. You guys are awesome. I love hearing from you. So keep reaching out. Either through DMs on Instagram, also through LDS Real People Real Lives podcast page on Facebook, and then LDS Real People Real Lives at gmail.com. As always, please stay safe, stay healthy, and stay faithful. And remember to be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Until next week, God bless, take care, you and yours, with love you